see. Three minutes after 12 is the time. Mystery hour is upon us. A nice tweet here from Shaky. James, why is your news leading on Nigel Farage's response to Jeremy Corbyn's speech rather than Jeremy Corbyn's speech? Shaky, my friend, I have absolutely no idea whatsoever, but I'll try and find out for you after the programme. Astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. How can the headline be? Here's what one man thinks about another man's speech when we haven't actually heard the headline of what the speech is about. I tell you, sometimes, I, I, I go away for two weeks, I come back here, and they've painted all the walls purple. It's four minutes after 12, you're listening to Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC, where we will now, I hope, find a little bit of light relief. You know how it works by now. If you've got a question and it needs an answer, then ring me on 03456060973. If you uh, want a little promise, a little guarantee, by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now okay that's the deal i'll also give you a belly laugh between now and then i've got a question inspired by my holiday but mrs o'brien felt it wouldn't be appropriate to put it on mystery my seven-year-old thinks that i should i I very very rarely get my own questions up on the board but here's one why why have british lavatories evolved not to include any form of hose pipe or bidet so we're in southeast asia for our holiday and there's a pipe next to every posh toilet why British lavatory? I don't. I, I, I'll take that under advisement. I'll let you decide whether that should get on the board or not. And remember, someone's supposed to ring in and ask what the origin of the word totty is. But we're only allowed one origin of the word story per week. So um, we'll have to wait and see whether that is going to be the one. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call if you've got a question. Let me explain how it works for those of you unlucky enough not to be familiar with the feature already. The way it works is this. You have nestling, burrowing somewhere in the back of your mind a question to which you have been thus far unable to find the answer. It may be a who, a why, a what, a wherefore. Why do we do that? Where does that come from? When that happens, why does that happen? What's the origin of this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? Somebody listening to this program will know the answer to that question. And if you're lucky, they'll ring in and tell you. So if you've got a question that needs an answer, if it's dull, if it's about motoring or something similar to that, then it probably won't get on the board. If it's repetitious, if Victoria or Caroline or I can remember that we've dealt with this question in the relatively recent past, then we will politely invite you to move along as well. But the um, but the simple uh, rule is, if we think other people will be interested in the answer to the question that you ask, then it will get on the board. OK? 03456060973. Uh, let's start with Dave, who's in Lewisham. Dave, question or answer? Hello, James. It's a question. Actually, Dave, I, I've been off for a fortnight. This is the first mystery hour in three weeks. I didn't forget anything in the introduction, did I, then? No, you did. It's brilliant as usual. Ca- carry on, mate. Right. Um, I'm a window cleaner, James. Yes. And when I get up on, on sometimes on the second floor story doing new PVC windows, yes. you find snails right at the very top corner of the windows. Snails? Is, snails? Yeah, and they... Yeah, they go up there and they die. And they, when you take them off, they're just, they're just like, completely dried out. They die out there. And my question is, if you, if you go home tonight, you have a look at your... If you have your windows cleaned regularly, you might not notice it because the window cleaner's probably got rid of them. But if you have a look, they climb up the UPVC and even on, on um, you, you know, your French doors and things, and they climb up into the corners and they die. 
And I wondered, was it something to do with, like you say, the elephants go to the graveyard when they know they're going to die? Do snails go up <laughs> on, on police areas because they know they're going to die? Or have they actually got no sense of, um, of direction and, and, and sense of... Uh, and it's only it's only the second floor windows you notice. No, 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 no. They do they do the first floor as well. But what I'm saying is they get right up. To the, so I mean, that's a long way to go with no vegetation, and they keep going in that one direction until they get right to the very top, and then they just stay there because they've got no vegetation. But is that that's what they're programmed to do? Is they keep moving until they find vegetation, and and the window because it doesn't have any kills them. No. Yeah, but why do, why do they keep going up? Up. I mean, you know, snails. You think they would... Well, uh, if there was vegetation in the way, they they wouldn't. But but that's just because it's a straight surface. There's no no obstacle on it. Yeah, but you'd think they'd get to know that they're going actually up up in the the air rather than down where the vegetation is, wouldn't you? So, so in a sentence, why do snails climb up windows and die? Yeah, is is it to do with, like, you know, the elephant's graveyard scenario? Is it to do with they've got no sense of where the vegetation is? Now, don't don't overthink it. It's not not going to be elephants. I don't know, actually. Can they not... not can they not smell vegetation? Hang on, this is what you should have rung in with. You see, we've been on much thicker ice. That can snails smell? Do they? Yeah, have they got no conception of where the vegetation smell is? Smell garlic know, usually. I, 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 right. So, do, why do snails climb up windows and die? Yeah, basically. I can't. Go, I can't put any supplementaries in, Dave. You know how it works. I <laughs> know, oh, mate. So, could do a PhD <laughs> thesis on this. How do you know they're dead and not just resting? Because I take them off and they're completely dried out. Oh. Dried out snails stuck to your windows. Yeah. That's why you need people like Dave. You see? On, the, on the mystery, hour, mate. So, <laughs> hope you're not going to let me down. No, I'd, well, I'll do, it's not me, is it? It's not up to me whether you get let down or not. It's up to everybody else listening. There's oh, another no. good reason why you should hire a professional window cleaner like Dave to do your windows, because you might not, you know, you might not be able to reach the snails. Removing the snails that other window cleaning regimes cannot reach. David Lewisham. Thank you. Thank you. Nine after twelve. Epsom, Patricia. Question or answer? A question. Carry on. Um, I just wondered what happens to all the valuable bits and pieces that go down the drains and into the sewers. Um, is there a sewer lost property office? The reason I ask is that I lost a bracelet recently and it's occurred to me it might have gone down there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not that I'd expect to get it back, but I just wondered whether they do deal with those valuable items in I any way. I can't imagine you'd be able, because I mean, you'd never be able to establish... I, 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 no, you'd never get. No, I realised I would never get it back. But I just wondered when they gather all those bits up because they. It's got. It's a perk for the sewage workers. It's a perk for the. It's a perk for the sewage workers. Oh, surely, wouldn't you oh, have thought so? I mean, have you ever seen a fat berg, Patricia? <laughs> I said, have you ever seen a fat berg, Patricia? No. A, fa- no. a fat berg under Leicester Square oh, yes, can can I be know, yes. can be the size of a mini. Yeah, I have seen them doing it on the television. So these poor men go down there with their power hoses to dismantle fatbergs, and if they happen to find your bracelet, they pop it in their pocket, they take it home, they give it a ring, and they give it to Mrs. Mrs. Fatberg Buster. Oh, that's what they do do. Though. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I read okay. recently that if you something about gold dust, there's some scientific process where you, uh, no, I'll shut up now. We'll just find out what happens to valuables that get dropped down the drain. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Stay away from those fat bugs. Twelve after, t- ten minutes after twelve is the time. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call. Uh, James is in Stevenage. James, question or answer? Well, hi there, James. Hello, mate. Brilliant show. It's all right. Massive fat. Yeah, I lost my temper a bit in the last though. It's not a good look. I'm trying to. I'm trying to grow out of that, mate. I, I, I think it's you know I'm forty four now. Got to let it go. Um, so basically, November. 
This phone line's not good enough for banter. I'll come back to you in a minute. It's no good me being all open and honest and vulnerable like that if you can't hear me and come back immediately to pat me on the back and go, it's all right, James, take it easy. Les is in Solihull. Les, question or answer? Uh, oh, I've got a question. Okay, Les. Okay. Um, well, everyone knows that the uh, wife of the US president is called the... First Lady, I was waiting for you to say. But anyway, the answer's First Lady. Everyone knows that. Uh, so my question is, what um, if Mrs Clinton wins, what is her husband going to be called? Mr President. Um, well, he won't be President, though, will he? He's called Mr President now, Les. Oh, he is. That is very true. That is true. So yeah, they'll still call him Mr President. You think? Well, yeah. Why would they stop? Oh, I don't know. And, and what is your qualifications? The common sense. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, potty's called uh, potty because it's made of pot, by the way, same as teapot. The question's about totty. Oh, totty, I thought you said potty. No. Because you were talking about toilets. How's this working out for you, Les? Okay. <laughs> but, but you were talking about toilets, though, weren't you? And potty, I thought you said. No, totty. Totty? Oh, I don't know. What's a totty? Well, that's what I asked. Oh, I see. I've never heard of it. You've never heard of Totty? Um, about the MP who said to the spectator journalist, I want to talk to the Totty. Oh, I see. Okay. We spent the first hour of the programme talking about it today, Les. Oh, it's, it's in all oh, the oh. newspapers. It's, it's dominating the social media chattersphere. Uh, I wasn't tuned in then, so... all right, Les. How's Solihull okay. today? What's the weather like in Solihull? Uh, oh, it's uh, cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We learnt something in the end. Sure. For each okay. other. 12 after 12. OK. James is in Stevenage. James, back to you. Hello, sorry, mate. That's um, right. So back in, back in November, you said that there was a great story behind why the founder of Twitter used the at symbol to create handles. Did I? But you never told the answer. Oh, yeah. Mate, you, you can't said, do this. I've got enough trouble remembering what I said yesterday. You can't pull me up on stuff I said back in November. Yeah, but you must still remember the story if it was good enough for you to tell the nation. I can't, I can't, I, can't, I, don't, I, I don't even remember saying it, that it was a good story, but... Uh, so can I ask? Uh, can I put it. I can't tell you. I'll put it out. So, oh, I do know why. It's no. It's a rubbish story. I've obviously overegged it, and I did provide the answer. You obviously lost the signal yeah. or something, or you drove through a tunnel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, I've been dying to know ever since then. I can't Google it anyway. Well, why did they use the at symbol on Twitter? No. Why the founder of CEO decided to use that symbol in the first place? Yeah, that's the same thing. Why, why, why do they use the at symbol on Twitter? Is it, it, it would have yeah. been the person that decided it reason i uh i don't feel this mystery era started well james oh i thought it was a great question well, I, i'm not i mean les les was a let's not beat about the bush les was a bloody disaster wasn't he the last fella he really was I and mean, i started off being all cross about our ludicrous news headline which which probably doesn't have any place in mystery hour anyway and now i'm getting and now i'm just confused about what you're what you're saying to me brilliant well that's gone well yeah. Should we start again after quarter past? But no, but then I've got the snails and the valuables questions. They're really good. Really quickly, mate. Yeah? Me and my friend Rob listen to your podcast every Tuesday night on a drive. Can you say hello to Rob for me? No, I can't. Oh. Sorry, Rob. All right. Yeah. Okay, mate. Take care. Well, don't go yet. Okay. I can't do this on my That's own. I can't, I, can't, I can't plumb these depths of mediocrity alone, James. We'll wait for the news, shall we? We've got a minute left. Well, I've got 17 seconds where I am. 17 seconds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what can we do in the remaining... I've got a great idea. Do you know, do you know what I'm going to do in the remaining 17 seconds? 12, 11, 10. Do you know what I'm going to do? Go on. Hi, Rob!
Yes! Love you. It's 12.15. From the LBC Travel Centre. On LBC. So, 18 minutes after 12. It's gone a bit meta this week, Mystery Hour. I think we'll run with it, won't we? Here's some of your thoughts so far. Uh, James, you're getting very Gervaisian or Stuart Lee-esque this week. The show's at its best when it's a shambles. Smoky Sparky takes a different view. He writes, uh, This is the worst Mystery Hour ever, James. It's just sad and stilted. Get a grip, mate. Um, well, Abu takes a different view. He writes, James, the past 15 minutes have been brilliant. It's had me in stitches. I never go on Twitter, but I had to let you know. Naz writes, it's all gone a bit nuts today, James. Maybe you should have a nutty hour instead. And Lane writes, there was a poetic air of beautiful melancholy to the dejected Les from Solihull. I know what you mean. And Hussain writes, this is the most incredible mystery hour ever. Uh, Ryan, listening to you today, it's genuinely Alan Partridge-like at times. We're not talking about potty. And so it goes on. You're not supposed to be providing a meta-criticism of Mystery Hour. You're not supposed... What do they call it? You're not supposed to be live-blogging Mystery Hour, you prunes. You're supposed to be joining in with your mysteries and your answers, which currently include these. Why do snails climb up windows, especially when it leads, according to David Lewisham, to their certain death? What happens to valuables that you drop down the toilet? Well done to Lino for suggesting there should be a lost property office. Plop-plopity. Lost property office. No? All right. Uh, And we're going to give Les in Solihull another bite of the cherry. So if a female president was elected in America who wasn't married to a former president, what would he be called? I'm told in Australia it's the first bloke, but that could be a joke. 90 minutes after 12 is the time. If you can answer those or you've got a question of your own, you know what to do. Luke's in pool. Luke, question or answer? Hi, James. It's an answer. Good man. Carry on. Uh, To the uh, lost property... Valuables in the sewer question. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's not quite as black as white as black and white as you said, because it can depend. If you've got a say, small catchment, if you imagine um, a cul-de-sac with say five houses on it, yeah. and then it, all their sewage drains to a small pumping station, and then that goes off to the main network. Um, there are cases where people have rung in and said, "Oh, I've, I've lost this down the toilet. Can can they check?" And then yes, you you might get lucky if you find it in the pumping station, because obviously if it's a heavy metal, it will probably sink to the bottom. Yes. Or it may get caught in the sewer, and because it's only a small sewer with very little flow in it, it's likely that you might find it caught up in a manhole or something. If you're in a city on a major network, chances are you know it's never going to appear again. And if it does, like you said, it will be some guy peeing a sewer in 20 years' time. And goes, oh, brilliant. Um, I, occasionally, you see them at treatment works on the actual screens, you know, the mechanical screens that take out some of the larger debris, and the guys might, if they're lucky, again spot it, and then you you do see them up on the side next to the screen sometimes, like watches and rings and things like that and what happens it. to that it just stays there to be honest <laughs> no one really wants it no well, what, what if it was well, surely what if it was a rolex if well if it's a rolex then yeah i'd have it but, um, <laughs> <laughs> have you, i mean what, what are the rules are you supposed to hand it in because you obviously work there's in the no, in... There's, no, there's no rules there's no. no rules really no not not officially if someone generally if someone rings in and says look i live in in bournemouth or paul and i've lost this bracelet, you know, if anyone spots it, can you can you let me know? I mean, we would probably answer and say that it's not likely that we'll ever find it, to be honest, because it isn't. Have you ever had a satisfied yeah. customer? Um, no, I was trying to say, I did, I did personally go and look for something once. That's where I gave you the analogy from the pumping station. Yes. And um, we didn't find it, unfortunately. Well, we were quite, we thought we were going to, because we knew it was a small catchment, and we knew that we had a good chance. And it was, it was a... It was, yeah, quite a sad thing, but it was a, a, a wedding ring that a woman had lost and her husband had died the year before, something like that. So we thought, well, we'll, go, we'll, get, we'll make the effort on this one. But no, we didn't find it, unfortunately. 
So, I mean, the answer to the original question is not a lot really happens. You, you maybe get lucky if you find someone as kind and considerate as Luke and he's working, he's on shift that day, they might have a bit of a rummage for you. But otherwise, I mean, the main sewers, the big sewers under the West End of London that, 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 that you can walk through, presumably if people, people have occasionally slipped a golden ring into their pocket down there and stuff like that. Well, I'm, I'm sure they have, yeah. And, and if it's anything that's got a, you know, if you lost a wallet or something like that, but you're not going to lose a wallet down a toilet generally. But you know, if you've got a name and address for something, then of course you'd always seek to to try and get it back to the people but that's you know so rare that that would ever happen because it'd have to go down a drain into an actual sewer um so yeah it's not sorry if it's not a conclusive answer but it's it is a conclusive answer it's, it's a, I mean, and now i just need to ask you what your qualifications are although we already know <laughs> Do you? yeah 18 years in the um sewerage and water treatment industry currently working for a water company in the southwest can't say further than that no there you go, round of applause. That's made my day, that. Right, it's made very mine much. as well. No, thank you, Luke. Great work. 22 after 12. See, we're back. We're fighting back. Mystery hours. It's, it's, it's a resurrection time. Dean's in Luton. Dean, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Yes. Um, well, it's a question from my wife. Um, she wants to know whether a baby can break any bones while they're in the womb. Oh, Lord. I know. I It's not the best question. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I've already, we've, we've gone off on a bit of a weird one this week because so, i've yeah. been off for a couple of weeks mystery hour is a slightly different mood from the from the rest of the output on that and i just thought we were sort of getting it back upbeat then getting it all cheerful and getting things nice and and, and you find him with an absolutely heartbreaking i know i mean uh, hey. i don't know i mean she's um she's pregnant right so with her, her second and, she and she's what what's the... she planning on doing what's she worried about is she was she going to start the i mean what I, well, I hope why, does she, why does she want uh, to know? I, I don't know. I said I said it's a strange question, and, and I mentioned your show, and I said, well, I'll ask. And she was like, yeah, please do. And I was like, I, I don't think they can. I think any... Yeah, I don't. I can't see how a baby can, but she she reckons she wants to know. All right, so well, we'll find out for her. Goodness knows. I mean, she's, she's you know, a bit emotional at the moment, possibly. Pre pregnancy can, can have an effect upon your emotional equilibrium, can't it? So, do, can a baby break bones in, in, in the womb? I, 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 oh, God, man. All right, thanks for that, Dean. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Next week, mate, keep your phone in your pocket, eh? I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joe Sinalo. Joe, question or answer? It's a question, mate. Go on, Joe. I want to know what the odds are of finding a four-leaf clover. Why? Or the, or the, well, I was laying in, on the field last year with my dog, and <laughs> there was a bed of clovers in front of me, and I had a rummage and gave up. And I thought, I wonder what the odds are of actually finding one. How would you, how would you know? I mean, you'd have to... I'd, you'd well, have I to count know. millions. You'd have to... What? It's mystery hours. This is what this is all for. What is it, though? Is this an appropriate mystery? What are the odds of finding a four-leaf? It depends where you are, doesn't it? I mean, some fields might have a preponderance of four-leaf clovers. There might be parts of the world where four-leaf clovers are coming out of the ground like there's no tomorrow. Other parts of the world where you don't see one for decades. I want to know, though. What field were you in? In a, in a field in Harlow. <laughs> a field in Harlow? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Whereabouts in Harlow? It was um, Nicholsfield. All right. So, what are the odds of finding a four-leaf clover in a field in Nicholsfield? I think. It, well, you could do. You could ask that one. Or, or any. I don't know. Why, why would there be odds? I don't. Right. We'll find out. Okay. Seriously. Thank you. That's Thank my you. pleasure. Thank you. Ramos is in Borough. Ramos. Question or answer? Question. Carry on, Ramos. Uh, my question is: Is porridge a cereal? Y yes. 
are you sure? Even after it's cooked, if it's changed state. Now, it comes from a cereal husk, oh. but it, it gets cooked and it changes state. Well, they, well, define the cereal. Dish. Define cereal, then. That is the problem. Is, is it eaten raw with milk? You mean a breakfast cereal rather than a cereal Correct. crop? Yes. Yes, exactly. Now, what's happened is, obviously, it was also eaten in Scotland throughout the day as part of the staple diet. So it wasn't classically a breakfast cereal. It wasn't a cereal. No, but I sometimes have a bowl of all bran at bedtime, Ramos. Doesn't, it doesn't undermine the status of all bran as a, as, a, as a cereal. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, would, would it typically be eaten at breakfast time? Or you know, what actually classes as a cereal? And is it actually a state that it's in? And basically, if it cooks, if it's cooked, does it change its state? Does it actually be, become less of a cereal, essentially? Well, you need to define cereal, though. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what a cereal is. Well, then you can't get an answer. You need to know it's according to the criteria. Cereal, the definition of cereal will be in the eye of the beholder or the bowl holder. And <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And, and until you've got the criteria for defining cereal, you can't really answer the question of whether porridge is a cereal or not, because you could say anything that comes in a cardboard box and is vaguely sort of crop-based is a breakfast cereal. So everything from sugar puffs to, to, to porridge, whether you add hot milk or cold milk, doesn't really matter. Surely it can't be in the eye of the holder, though. Is, bowl is holder. It's in the eye of the bowl holder. <laughs> but, but surely there must be, be more criteria than that. If, if we actually put it down to... An educated person. Or well, see, well, or whatever. Is it, is, it, is it a cereal because it comes from... Well, I, 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 you say an educated person. I'll take an answer from anybody with a Scottish accent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually had the debate with somebody from Scotland, too. And oh. it kind of went around in circles. But really? So this is a th- an area of abiding interest for you, Ramos? It is, actually. It's, uh, Can I ask why? 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 Again. Uh, and again, yeah, why? It was, a, it was a bit of a strange conversation that we had at work and all of a sudden we were playing uh, having a bit of play on words yes. and one of the mentions actually had a cereal as a co- connotation i thought it was a bit too far and yeah it was it's, it's from pop- breakfast with the play on word on cereal yeah. and it kind of all just led on and we're kind of like well is cereal actually is porridge can, can you actually stretch it yeah is porridge is porridge actually a cereal a breakfast cereal a breakfast cereal, or is it actually classed as something else? Once I presume that the cereal de- 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 definition for breakfast comes from the cereal crop definition, in which case the fact that it's made of oats probably does render it a cereal, but I'm not Scottish, so I'm not allowed to say. Thank you, Ramos. Let's go from Borough to Romford. Gary is in Romford. Question or answer, Gary? Is an answer, James. Yes. <laughs> to the um, question about uh, what would the husband of a female president be called yes the an- the, the answer is uh, the first gentleman qualifications uh i studied american politics but also if you read any book with uh, a fictional female president they all use that convention it makes sense doesn't it first lady first gentleman it won't apply to bill clinton because he will be the first gentleman but still addressed as mr president if if hillary wins of course yeah that's correct uh round of applause for gary 29 minutes after 12. Questions that still need answers. Can a baby break bones in the womb? Sorry about that question. Dean's wife is currently pregnant and she's got a lot on her mind and so we thought we'd try and help her out. But obviously it's not very cheery territory. We've done the valuables. Why do snails climb up windows and die? What are the odds of finding a four-leaf clover and is porridge a cereal? If you want to add to the list of questions currently awaiting answers, 03456060973 is the number that you need. You can tweet and email me. I might read them out, but um, no guarantees. Uh, 
is that yeah those are the only questions i've got on the board if you can think of any that have already been asked and that i've missed then you know what to do um in the meantime if you've got a question that you want to ask or you can answer any of the ones that we've just reminded you of oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three uh dear james every week you say that by the end of mystery hour i would have had at least one belly laugh so far maybe because i'm a miserable sod that hasn't been the case but today i've got to be honest you've got me that last caller's question was outstanding i don't know which one you mean but any satisfied customer is all right by me here's eleanor noakes with the headlines labor leader jeremy corbyn has insisted on lbc 33 minutes after 12, mystery act continues. Why do snails climb up windows and die? Can a baby break its bones in the womb? What are the odds of finding a four-leaf clover in a field in Essex? And uh, is porridge a breakfast cereal? What's a, what is a cereal? What's a breakfast cereal? Define cereal. A golden graham cereals? Yeah, apparently they are. They're in the cereal aisle. Porridge is in the cereal aisle, but is it a cereal? Rob's in, uh... Oh, Treorchy. Did I say that right, Rob? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Treorchy, that's nice. In South Wales. Well, what have you got for me? A question or an answer? Nice question. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this question. As well. in, the, in the meantime, and, uh, just, I think it's giving me a headache now with us. Um, well, don't worry, we'll help. Basically, <laughs> yeah, if, um, uh, um, if um, soil erosion and cliff erosion keeps on working its magic over the next millions and millions of years, um, is the UK going to disappear eventually, totally? What, you mean because of rising sea levels? No, not so much rising sea levels, because don't think... Erosion, coastal erosion. Just coastal erosion. Because obviously we're losing feet on metres, of course, of course um, <laughs> every year. Um, is it eventually going to meet in the middle and think, ah, OK, uh, that's nice, nice, um, nice ocean left, that's it. Well, I'd say is your question when? Not so much when. Is it like, would it happen or would the, the erosion... Um, and subsequent landslides, etc. I think it's just going to create another landmass, but of a different shape. Of, because of all, all of the debris would go into yeah. the sea and then be deposited somewhere else on another beach, and then uh, yeah, where, where would they end up? With currents? I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I need the question. This is arguably the best question of the week, Rob. But I need it. I, need, I think we both need to focus in a little more on it. We need to get it in because. Yeah. So would would will will Britain? eventually disappear due to coastal erosion? Yes. Totally disappear. Like, it might change shape. It's going to change shape. It always does change shape. It's constantly changing shape. It's changing shape as we speak. It's changed shape since you came on the air. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's probably got depressed as I was thinking on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, you're raising yeah, the tone. Know. Trust me. So, uh, so we don't need a when. We just need to know whether... I would have thought the answer was yes, wouldn't you? That was sort of... I don't know, because it's been around for quite a long time, and it hasn't gone yet. No, I don't no, know, no, but we're talking in the realms of theory, so it could be millennia hence. It could be millions of oh, years. Absolutely. Theoretically, is, if, here's an apple. If I take a bite out of that apple, will the apple one day disappear if I keep biting? The answer is yes, isn't it? Well, yes, that's right. It's got to be the same principle. It's just a really big apple and really small teeth. I- I don't I, I don't know, because then, you know, if you drop a seed on the floor, the apple's going to grow back up again eventually, isn't it? That's so we'll... we'll, uh, we'll yeah, but that one apple, the apple will disappear. There might be another <laughs> apple growing somewhere as a result of your self-fertilised deposit, but the apple that you're eating at the beginning of this conversation that you've just taken, that will disappear. So it's... Pro- but I don't know, who can answer it? A geologist? Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, I'm saying more landmass is getting shoved up with volcanic activity all the time. But this is true. New landmass—that's not—that's not 
that's not Britain as it is now. That's not that's new land mass. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, but uh, the country as it stands with its current borders. Uh, the borders yeah. are going to get smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually they disappear. I don't know. I, I, I like the question. Um, why do you want to know, Rob? Well, I mean, are you thinking of buying a place? It's just what I thought about it. We were quite high up in the Ronda, so we'd probably be the last ones to go. Oh, I see. So you've got your fingers crossed that we're, <laughs> your property prices are going to go through the roof. It'll be the new Knightsbridge. It's going to be me and two million sheep in one field. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Rob, thank you. We'll try and get you an answer. 12.37 is the time. Mark is in Northampton. Very national mystery out today. Uh, although Moni's been in touch from her yacht in Florida complaining. So uh, the international flavour. It's not a wind-up. He really does want to know what the uh, definition of cereal is, Moni. Mark's in Northampton. Mark, question or answer? I have an answer. Come on, then. Uh, it's an answer to the snail question. Um, insects suffer from diseases, just like any other animal, and these are fungal, bacterial, or viral in origin, uh, collectively known as entomopathogens. Now, fungal entomopathogens reproduce via spores. Are one you reading this? No, no, not at all. Um, You're good. Very You're very good. Hang on, no, hang on. Wait there, Mark, because I've, I've been in a funny mood today. I'm going to give you a round of applause just for excellent use of long words. <laughs> now, carry on with the rest of your answer. Um, yes, well, um, I, I, thank you for the use of long words thing. I'm oh. glad it's not a flocky rocky near vilification. It's beautifully done, um, beautifully done. Um, yes, so the fungal um, entomopathogens reproduce via spores, and one of the interesting things they can do is actually reprogram the insects to crawl up to a very high place, and then when the insect dies, the spores are, rep- are, are sent out on the wind to infect new, animal, new insects. Uh, so if you ever see a, uh, an aphid or a fly that's stuck to the end of a very long blade, of grass uh, that's possibly k- killed by an entomopathogen and it's a very high likelihood that that's the case of the st- with the snails <laughs> shut the front door well yes it's a marvel- marvelous world out there qualifications uh, professional horticulturalist and uh, amateur entomologist but i used to be a biological control consultant which meant i would advise growers how to use predatory insects instead of insecticide uh, pesticides so we're in the realms of speculation or theory when we say it's probably the same principle happening to snails uh it is theory with speculation but i'd say it's highly likely what do you call someone who studies snails um don't know nor do Why? i this insect, but maybe a mollusc- molluscologist? Mol- molluscologist, molluscologist. <laughs> so I'm going to give you another round of applause, but I, and I'm going to go definitive on this, but if someone does ring in with a challenge, yeah, see, someone's already texted to say snails are not insects. We know that, yes. dopey. We said yes. yeah. But it's probably the answer, because it's... Uh, certainly Occam's razor would provide your answer, but whether or not anybody challenges it, we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, have another one, Mark. Seriously, two for one. How about that? Thank you very much. There you go. Laura is in Kingston. Laura, question or answer? A question. Go on, then. Hi, James. Um, Hi. I've spoken to you once before on a much more serious subject. You were really kind to me, so please don't... This, I'm this I'm never, I can't lovely. be rude to someone on Miss Lo- I had a bad hour in the last hour. I got crossed with one oh, lady. No, you're lovely. I, try, I feel you're terrible lovely, about it. You were very it. kind before. Well, I'll be kind this time as <laughs> right. well. Okay, I'm a, I'm, I was glad to hear this snail answer because I love snails. I'm a bit of a creature lover. Yes. And my question is, um, I often, this is where it sounds a bit nutty if you're not a creature lover. Um, often, um, if I'm refilling the, the bird's water bowl or, or whatever, um, if I see a dead fly or a fly that looks like it's struggling, um, I, will, I will pick it up and I will spend a long time breathing on it. 
But the breathing, I can variate the temperature. And my question is, I often, because I'm saving them, I have time to think about it. But if you hold your, if you try this, I don't really, you will. But if you put your mouth in a position, quite, uh, your lips quite close together, as if you're going into a blow, it, you're going to blow some yeah. air out. Um, if you breathe, <clears throat> it comes out warm. So keep your mouth the same size. If you breathe, it comes out warm. If you blow, it comes out cold. Yes. No matter whether you change the, the velocity of the, you know, the, the speed of which you're blowing or breathing. Um, but I can variate it. So I, I don't have to pose the question. Nor do I. I've got no idea. No, this is, I'm being nice. I'm no, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. But I've got no idea what you're talking about. Is there, there were flies involved. Try it. Go on. Go on. Start. <laughs> no, they're just creatures in general that need a bit of breath. I don't, you know, give them a, a, a kiss of life or anything. But no, that would be weird. If you... If you if you, if you, well, yeah, yeah, I think they call the authorities. But anyway, um, so if you're just try, if you try it, hold your mouth in one. If you go, <laughs> yeah, blow, yeah, as a breath, yeah, breath is hot, blow is cold, yeah. I, I, you can also, you can. And you want to know why? Like Do you want to know like why? Yes, I want to know. Okay, what, I, well, ah, uh, well, then I can help you. It's, it's oh, not. It's not. You, you're focusing on what's coming out of your mouth. Because really, you yeah. should be focusing upon what the breath is hitting. Because it's it's the chill factor of what you're blowing on that's cold. No, but if you I've hold your hand wrong. in front, if you hold your hand in front and go, that's hot. The blue, blow, that's cold. No, hold you your hand like in front now. Hold your, no, the... no, no, Laura, hold your hand in front now. Yeah, yeah. And, and purse your lips as if you were doing a hard blow. And do it really, yeah. really, really gentle. And so barely blow at all. Got it? Yes, but that's what I mean. You that's still change. warm. That's still warm. No, but you can change. It's like a tap. The hot water, you can change the temperature. No, by the more you blow, the colder it gets. But that's because the wind chill on your skin. So your skin is warm, and you've blown on it, so it's cooling down. And the harder you blow, the faster it cools down, and the cooler it becomes. Ergo, it's not about the temperature of the gas coming out of your mouth. It's about what it's doing to the skin. The breath that you're breathing onto the skin is colder than your skin, than your body temperature. Right, so even if you do a really hard breath, it's going to be still warm. If your mouth's really wide open, yes. No, no, because it, it's the same, same, I feel like I'm wasting your time now, but, but I've, I've It's just tried been it one of those often. weeks. Don't worry, Laura. <laughs> Seriously, I don't even think this is the worst bit. Okay, <laughs> I hope not. So in a sentence, your question is, when I breathe, no, I'm not even there. I'm not even there I now know, after all these I hours. Know, I, you know what? what? The only reason I called is because of the snails, and I thought, right, maybe it's going to be a creature lover, you know. Yes. Kind, I wanted to pose this, but I knew how to... But you it. should have thought what the um, question was in your own mind before exactly, you rang into it. Because no, I know I should. What? I've wasted it now. You haven't wasted, wasted it. Time. You haven't wasted it. Someone <laughs> listening might, by a process of intellectual osmosis, have actually understood what question you were trying to ask. But that person, I've got to yeah, be honest with you, that person, that person is not me, Laura. I know. <laughs> I know. But um, yes, and so anybody out there? Oh God, I'm going to say nothing again. Snails, what? please. Oh, that's Snails. yes. They, just, well, the snails. We've done the snails. Up. We've done the snails. They've got. They've got. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was just going to say, please don't tread on them. No. When it rains and they go onto the pavement. No, don't. Avoid them. Are you a anyway. Buddhist? Are you a Buddhist? Oh, I'm not. I'm just no. a creature lover. Okay. Oh, good for you. We need more creature lovers. Where would we be without them? Okay. So breathing and and something. Right. If you know the answer to that, oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Sharon's in Amersham. Sharon, how are we doing? Yes. Good. Thank you. Well, question or answer. 
answer. Are you in a swimming pool at the moment, or, or, or have you got your head in a bin? It's all very echoey. No, 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 no. Just where I'm working. So. Okay, carry on. Um, yes, it's an answer. My son was born with a broken clavicle. Oh. Do you know what's happened now, Sharon? <laughs> well, someone's just tuned in literally in the last 30 seconds probably some i don't know some some international radio looking to hire the new breakfast show host of some massive new york station who's been told check out this guy on lbc he's really good he really cuts to the heart of the matter and they've just turned on the radio and they've heard i mean someone ring in to say my son was born with a broken clavicle and thinking <laughs> what the hell is going on how how how, how what what <laughs> Yes, but it's a happy story. He's, he's uh, 20 years old and fully recovered. So in answer to Dean in Luton's wife's, pregnant wife's question, yes, babies in the womb can break their bones, but there's no necessary cause for concern. Do you know how your b- boy broke his clavicle while he was inside you? Uh, no, they, they couldn't really tell me. Um, is the clavicle the collarbone? Co- yes, yes. yes. Um, they couldn't really tell me. Um, it could have been during the birth process. Um, he was just under nine pounds, so a fairly large baby. But it wasn't a traumatic birth at all. It was very quick. Um, so really, they they were, you know, non-committal, really. It could have been... In could have happened on the way out. The birth. Could have happened on the way out. Um, but he didn't, you know, he didn't get stuck. There was no shoulder issues. Um, he was born very quickly. But yes, it could have happened on the way out. Um, but they couldn't, they couldn't confirm to me what, when it happened. It's a pretty definitive answer, given that you gave birth to a boy with a broken bone, and you're answering the question of whether it's possible to break a bone in the womb. Uh, yes, I think I probably am. That's about as definitive as it's possible to be. It could be. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Great work. Great work. Why are you doing Mystery Hour in the Twilight Zone this week, James? Great question, actually. I, I have no idea. From the LBC Travel... Twelve forty-eight is the time. Four-leaf clovers, porridge. Is Britain going to disappear eventually as a result of... Co- not immigration, all right? So this is my show now. Is <laughs> Britain going to disappear as a result of coastal erosion, not Romanians? Um, and we've done the snails and we've done the babies. So four-leaf clovers, porridge, sea levels and breathing out. I, I got that right, but I explained it bad. When you, when you breathe out with an open mouth, it's warm. Breathe out with a closed mouth, it's cold. It's about the wind chill factor on your skin. It's not about the temperature of the gas that's coming out of your mouth. Hard though that may be to believe. I'm 83% sure that I'm right. Wrigley Clive's been in touch. I don't know why he's called Wrigley Clive. Probably because he's Wrigley. Uh, he says, thanks, James. I've actually laughed out loud so many times this week. That, that, that That's great. That means we've kept the promise of previous weeks. When I promise you that you'll laugh out loud at least once in the course of Mystery Hour, and if you don't, although I've never actually had a complaint, this week you've laughed out loud several times. I'm very glad to hear it. Adam's in Cheshunt. Adam, question or answer? Hey, it's a question, James. Carry on, mate. Um, I just wondered why we use silent letters in words. They didn't used to be silent. Oh, they didn't? No. For example, the word pterodactyl. I don't know why I come across that word, but it's got a P at the front of it. Um, who decided, oh, this word needs a P in front of it? It would have been a pterodactyl originally. Oh, really? Yep. Pterodactyl. So is that the same for, so is that the same for every word, like dumb or yep. autumn? There might be some where it's linguistic, where we've borrowed a, a word from another language, but generally speaking, silent letters didn't used to be silent. Autumn. That, Autumn's a good one. Languages. What? Is that the same, like, every language? Do other nations have, like, silent letters as well? 
can't see what the point of them would be unless they weren't silent to begin with. So autumn was probably autumnus. So the ends, or, do you see what I mean? Autumnal. So yeah, the ends yeah. just stayed there as a sort of residual limb. But generally speaking, silent letters didn't used to be silent. That's the oh, best well, we answer made, you're going to get. Time. That's the best answer you're going to get. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well played, Adam. Oh, well. Have you got a favourite <laughs> one? Have, have you got a favourite one? A favourite silent letter? Uh, xylophone. What's the silent letter in that? X. Well, where does the Z come from? It'd be xylophone if you didn't have an X in it, you prune. It starts with X. It's, it's, it's spelled xylophone with an X. Yeah, but it's Z. Xerxes. Oh, is that what... That's how you pronounce <laughs> X at the beginning of a word. Unless it's X-ray. Well, I, I don't know. Xylophone, Xerxes. Yeah. What else is in the dictionary beginning with X? Um... Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> it must be something else. Xylophone. Xerxes is a bloke, not 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 even a word. It's not silent, though, is it? If it wasn't there, the word wouldn't be the same. If the X wasn't there, it'd be xylophone, or xylophone, or illophone. Uh, sorry. What? What, what are your what? Uh, qualifications? What? What? I've no idea, mate. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Thursday. Well played. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, cheers, James. Thank you very much. No, you're very welcome. Jimmy's in Hoddesdon. Jimmy, question or answer? Um, hello, um, my, uh, my question is, um, why is it, um, bad manners to lean your elbow on the table whilst eating dinner? How old are you, Jimmy? Pardon? How old are you, mate? I'm ten. That's a good question. And do you do this? Do you get told off when you do this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm 44 and a half. Um, I don't know, actually. Have you asked your mum? Uh, yeah, but she didn't know. But well, then she can't. Um, well, then come here a minute. If she, if she can't tell you why it's bad manners, she's not allowed to tell you that you can't do it, in my opinion. Oh. Yeah. Mm. You tell her you got that off the radio. <laughs> why do you think it might be? Because it's shut. <laughs> um, because, um, I think it's. I haven't actually haven't got an answer as well. No, me neither. It's a cracker, that. And on 12.52, why is it bad manners to put your elbows on the table? I'll find out for you. Okay, thank you. No, thank you. But in the meantime, seriously, you tell your mum that if she can't tell you why it's bad manners, she's not allowed to tell you that you can't do it. Okay. So, yeah, certainly if she says, you know, give her my number, mate. Any problems, all right? Okay, thank you. Nice one, Jimmy. Mind how you go. 12.52, Colin's in Ryslip. Question or answer, Colin? Answer. Go on, then. Britain, will it ever be nothing? Will it be rowed away? Years ago, the Isle of... Xenophobic, Colin. Xenophobic. Xenophobic. Okay. Yeah, carry on. Years ago... The Isle of Wight was connected to mainland Britain. Yes. And over the years, it eroded away. That's why you have the needles sticking out, because that is part of where the Isle of Wight was connected to Britain. So give it a millions and billions of years, there'll probably be no Isle of Wight, and Britain will be the size of the Isle of Wight. And if you think about the sea, you look at pebbles on the beach, they've eroded from rocks, so the water will eventually erode everything. I, I think you're right, and that's kind of what I said with my apple analogy, but I don't know that you've gone definitive on it, because the needles are still there, to be honest. So, I mean, your you man in, in uh, Triorki, Rob, I think his name was, would probably say, ah, but Britain still exists because you've still got the needles. But we're not connected. You can't drive to the Isle of Wight whereas you could before. Well, mate, we're talk what do you mean you could drive to the Isle of Wight before? Well, the Isle of Wight was connected to Britain. But you couldn't drive there. You're talking about two million years ago, man. Henry Ford wasn't even born. Well, give it two million years ago, you wouldn't have walked to the Isle of Wight. 
or jumped on your donkey, but it was connected. It's no more because what was there has eroded away. It's true, and and uh, but but the needles are still there. So you might have a big chunk of needle that was stuck together, and that would still be Britain. So there'd be a tiny little corner of the world that was still Britain. Uh, possibly, but you still you physically have to cross the sea to get to the, the Isle of Wight. What are your qualifications, Cole? I read it at school many years ago when not, I was doing geography. Not your qualifications about the Isle of Wight. Your qualifications for stating with absolute certainty that Britain will one day disappear, you traitor. Part of geography and the map traitor. said it was connected. What sort of traitor are you? Britain no. will never disappear. Britons never, 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 never shall be slaves. And Britain never shall disappear beneath the waves, Colin. Whatever your sort, your communist lot tried to achieve. <laughs> Push the applause button. No, I'm not pushing the applause button. Um, it was worth a try. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's in Hernhill. Andrew, question or answer? Uh, hello, James. It's an answer. Carry on, Andrew. Uh, it's when you blow through your mouth. If your <laughs> mouth is open, it comes out at the temperature of the body. Yes. If you sort of purse your lips, as it were, it comes out much colder. It's called the Venturi effect. The Venturi effect, yes. Does it you come out colder, or does it just not just reach the target? It feels colder on your skin, because it's... it's no, it comes out colder. If you've ever, you've ever seen compressed air coming out uh, of a compressor... Yes. Uh, ...the moisture is freezing around yes, where it's, it's true. escaping. Why? Do we know why? Well, no, it's just a natural phenomena. I dare say you could work it out through my uh, nuclear physics, but uh, I, it's a, it was observed in the 18th century by this chap Venturi in Italy. That'll do. Won't it? All right. No, give him a round of applause. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Pleasure doing business with you. 12.55 is the time. James, you are so going to get a slap off Jimmy's mum. Don't be ridiculous. You can't go around telling children to get their elbows off the table if you can't tell them why it's bad manners. Simples. Get a slap off my own mum, probably. James is in Kingston. James, question or answer? Oh, answer. Is it about Holy elbows on tables? No. Oh, can we get an answer for Jimmy? He's only ten. Can we sort out Jimmy, little Jimmy, Jimmy with the elbows, with, on, get elbows tables. on tables? Get, get Jimmy, the phone I lines. Can't help you, but that's all right. Someone else is on the case. It's, slap me as well. it's three Jimmys in a row. We've got Jimmy, James, and now another James. Well, what are you going to answer for us, James, in Kingston? Right, four leaf clovers. Yeah. What are the odds? Well, very, very slim. I've searched all my life, and over the last four years, we've been blessed with a beautiful daughter. Oh. We often go out, and at Christmas, yeah. We had a friend come over from France who gave me ten, no less than ten. Shut the front door. I swear. Ferme la porte frontée. Femme la porte and femme la fenêtre, I promise you. (laughs) I have in possession (laughs) ten full-leaf clovers wrapped up in white paper, and they're beautiful. And I'm not going to tell you where they came from. But it is a corner of France where they're very common. Uh, The island pops up every 3,000 years. Are you serious? And it's no. full of... No, obviously, like Atlantis. No. <laughs> but, no, but there is, obviously, the odds of finding a four-leaf clover wherever your French friend was are considerably yeah. um, shorter very, than very, they are very, in that field in Essex yeah. where the caller came from. Well, the Irish might tell you different because, you know, that is their, uh, that is their lucky thing. But it's, um, I've, I've never, ever found one. And we have spent a long, long time looking for So them. you can't answer the question, then? What? What are the odds the of finding a four-leaf clover? The odds are you can't answer that question. The answer is, you're not going to find one unless you find this little place in France. Depends where you are, yeah. The only place on earth that exists. No, well, that's silly. That's not true. I found a four-leaf clover when I was 11. 
Oh, get off. Give uh, us a picture. Straight up. Seriously. It. Seriously. And Chaddersley Corbett, mate, in Worcestershire. I'll bet you that Corbett. Corbett is bigger than your performance. You've got ten. I'm not having a fight with you. You've won already, but I found one in Chaddersley Corbett. You just said I had to go to I France. I think a round of applause then, don't well, you? Well, I think we'll have one each. That one's yours. And that one's mine. But one we still haven't one. helped little Jimmy. <laughs> oh, poor little Jimmy. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I can't help you. Help. Hang on, let's see if Mary... Mary's in Potter's Bar. Mary, can you come to the aid of little Jimmy? No, I'm in... I'm in Stevenage, but very, very quickly, because yes. I'm actually in the car. Come on. Um, yes, I'm I'm telling you from growing up with Edwardian parents, you sat at the dinner table with your parents, and you had your wrists on the edge of the table. If you were eating with a knife and fork, you put your knife and fork down and left your wrists to sit at the edge of the table. Your elbows at all times stayed under the table. But why? A uh, reason I don't know. It's, it's ah, Simon's in Finsbury Park. Simon, why is it bad manners to put your elbows on the table? So, so back in the old days, when before they put tables together, what they used to do, they used to put them on top of a log, like a base. Yeah. So if you put your elbows on the table, the table would flip up. So that's how it became to be bad manners to put your elbows on like the table. Like a trestle table now. It would happen with a trestle. You know, you go to a party and there's a trestle table and you, you lean yeah. on it and it sort of wobbles a bit. And the sausage, yeah, roll, it, yeah. the sausage roll rolls towards you. <laughs> Mate, you're yeah. a flipping... Ge- I nearly swore then, I'm so happy. You, Simon, are a genius. You're the new patron saint of Mystery Hour. What are your qualifications? Um, I see it on a Discovery Channel years Get ago. in! Uh, Round of applause for Simon! <laughs> Yeah. And Jimmy, mate, next time your mum tells you to get your elbows off the table, just say, uh, excuse me, mum, I don't think we're eating off a log. We'll be back tomorrow morning from ten. Here is Sheila Fogarty. Thank you, James. Now, uh, from three, if in a professional setting, say Westminster, for example, a man refers to a woman as totty, should she A, complain to him, B, complain to his boss, C, take it on the chin? Uh, I'll talk to a woman who's a leading political journalist who's told another woman, herself a leading political journalist, who chose B, that she should have chosen C. What would you do? <laughs> 